0: Hello, and thank you for joining me for episode 72 of Customers Who Click. It's another awesome topic today that I'm sure many of you are working on, or at least looking into, as it's a source of really valuable and very cost-efficient customers. It is, of course, referral marketing. And I'm joined today by Raúl Galera, the chief advocate at Referral Candy, one of the most popular referral tools out there. I love referral marketing. I've used it to generate customers on an ongoing basis, as well as using it to launch new products and businesses and build up lists of potential customers in advance. If you don't have a referral program, listen in to find out why it could be key for your business. And if you do have one, I'm sure there'll be some great tips for you as well. Hi, Raoul. Thanks for joining me today. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, Um, but if you're you're kind of background to date and, and how you got to Referral Candy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, thanks for for having me. Um, so I actually come from a from a sales background. Um, I was working for a startup company, a French startup company that was uh, providing recruiting services to uh, other startups and tech companies. Um, and my role was to develop partnerships um, and acquire customers um, with those those potentially hiring companies. Um, and so that's kind of how I got started in sales. Uh, I was in that role for, for a couple of years. Um, and I realized that that's something that I was, I mean, I was, I guess I was okay at (laughs) and I, and most importantly, I liked it. Um, I, I liked creating relationships with, uh, with with other companies and, uh, and, you know, just kind of like seeing those, those relationships, uh, grow and, uh, but I wanted to work in, in software. Um, that's, uh, I wanted to kind of move away from from recruiting and and, and work with a with a SaaS company, um, and I was actually just browsing AngelList when when I came across Referral Candy. I saw that they were hiring for uh, a remote sales position, which was uh, exactly what I was looking for. Um, so actually, instead of um, applying. Through AngelList, I decided to uh, call the email our CEO directly, uh, Dinesh, um, and so I found his email address and I sent him an email uh, explaining why I wanted to work for Froll Candy. I um, I was looked I had looked at some uh, some of the case studies. I actually liked the software and, and what it did, and I thought it was pretty pretty revolutionary. Um, so yeah, I just basically said, hey, like you know, I would love to work with you guys. Uh, here's why I think I, I would be a good fit. Um, and so he replied, uh, actually a few days later, uh, we, we, uh, scheduled a first interview and kind of went through the process and, and, and the rest is, is history. Awesome. So that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, Angelus is great for find, finding, uh, job opportunities and things, but, um, I don't know, i last time I was looking for jobs, I found it's quite similar to LinkedIn and that there's loads of jobs on there. You can apply for them, but most of the time you just never hit anything back at all. Um so yeah, I've I've gone down the approach of just contacting people directly before, which which works a lot better. Um yep. let's let's talk about referrals then. Um I think referral marketing is probably something everyone is keen on. It's it's obviously really, really valuable. Um but uh, yeah, yeah, so everyone probably knows what a referral program is, but I guess how would you describe referral marketing?
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess, in, in in a general sense, uh, referral marketing is just um, anything that you can do to incentivize word of mouth, which is something that happens organically. Um, if we think about word of mouth um, and and the way we just, as, as as humans, we we love to talk about things that we've done, uh, whether it is you know, a, a new restaurant that we've tried or, or a new recipe uh, or a new Netflix show or online shopping those are all things that we do on our on our daily lives and and that's stuff that we talk we talk to our friends and family about um, those are things that we like to share um, and so since we're naturally prone to sharing things that we like and sharing things that we've done um, obviously uh, that's that's really important for brands because that's a really good opportunity to turn your customer base into your sales team or into your marketing team um, and uh, That this is is something I always tell tell brands is that if you uh, if you have a good uh, purchasing experience, if you have a good product, if you have uh, happy customers that are returning, um, and if you have a kind of like a steady flow of new orders coming in every day and every week, um, you already have uh, word of mouth happening. Uh, I can guarantee that a fraction of those customers that are buying from your store are coming through a referral. But if you don't have any sort of referral marketing activities uh or any sort of obviously referral software uh going on your on your store there's really no way for you to know um, how many of those customers are coming from referrals and and being able to track those new customers um, and at the same time there's not much you can do to incentivize new customers and existing existing customers to refer you to their friends and family. So um, uh, referral marketing is just a way to enhance something that it's already happening, uh, likely happening in your, in your store and it's happening organically.
0: Yeah, so it's a, a supporting approach to, to just in- encourage and, and give people that final bit of motivation to actually refer uh, as opposed to something standalone. Because I think what you see is, Look, a lot of companies just put a referral program up and just email everyone about it. Just say, can you, you invite your friends? Whereas I think what you're suggesting is you need to have that good experience in the first place. You've really got to have those happy customers and just to kind of guarantee that more, like far more of them actually refer friends. That's when
1: you put an incentivized program in. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, that that's 100% correct. You you definitely need to have a good overall experience on your store. Um, and obviously, you need to have a good product. And hopefully, you also have a brand that connects with your customers uh, beyond just having a good product the fact that your customers uh, love your brand because of you know what it what it stands for uh, the, the you know whatever the, the your company mission is hopefully you, you also have those kind of like personal connections but um, from a product level and from a just pure shopping experience uh, you need to have those good items in place um, i I also always tell brands that um, referral programs are not going to fix a problem that your store is is it's experiencing in the sense that if you're not being able to convert customers a uh, referral program's probably not going to fix those problems there that, that means that there's something um you know kind of like happening in the back end that you need to solve um, in order to be able to turn those unhappy into happy customers because uh, that's when you're going to be able to successfully incentivize those um, to refer you to their friends and family because Referral programs are, are exactly that. It's, it's turning customers into salespeople, but salespeople that are going to sell to their friends and family. And obviously nobody would recommend, uh, Something to their friends and family if they didn't enjoy it themselves before, uh, if you buy a product and you don't like it, you're definitely not going to tell your friends and family to buy it as well, so you need to have those pieces uh, in place, but then once you have them um I mean you can turn your referral program into a, a sales machine um, and also when you look at it compared to other customer acquisition channels, uh, it becomes a lot more cost effective <clears throat> excuse me cost effective than than ads or you know, any sort of uh, kind of like paid promotion that you can possibly have.
0: Yeah, completely agree. But I think just one thing I'd like to add is that it's not just the product itself. So the product itself could be fantastic. But if someone has a bad buying experience or bad customer service experience, they might love that product. But you might struggle to get them back for a repeat purchase because they, they know it's going to be hassle and, and they're not going to refer people. So it's it's yeah. still important that you know not only is the product good, but people enjoyed buying it basically.
1: Um, absolutely. I mean, you you wouldn't go back to a restaurant that where you loved the food, but then <laughs> but the 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 rest of the experience was not not as good. Uh, it will be it'll be hard for you to recommend that or at least you'll warn your friends um, before they go to a, that restaurant. So yeah, same thing. you 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 need to make sure that yeah. the whole experience is good
0: yeah, it's it. Yeah, the the restaurant was good. Like the, the food was great, but as soon as yep. you add that "but" in, <laughs> you know, it's. I <laughs> imagine it, it quite negatively impacts the uh, the referral. Um, you mentioned that it's obviously more. It can be very very cost effective. It could be you know, a much better ROI than channels like PPC and Facebook. But can it can it drive the
1: numbers? Yeah, so th- I mean, it, it it really depends on. On the activity that your store is already happening. So, um, as I always say, uh, referral programs are a numbers game. So, referral programs grow uh, with your customer base, um, and so you need to have you need to have activity going on uh, in order to be able to uh, have a successful referral program. And also, referral programs take time because, um, at least referral candy, we automatically. Invite new customers to join the referral program. So every time a new customer makes a purchase, uh, you can automatically invite them to join the program and give them a referral link. And so the pool of advocates uh, it's going to grow as your sales grow. Um, obviously, down the line, three, four, um, you know, five, six months down the line, you'll be able to have. Um, a good enough pool of advocates uh, sharing their link and and referring new customers that that will become um, an acquisition machine by itself. But at the very beginning, uh, it needs to be uh, fed <laughs> with 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 customers. So you can either do that by uh, inviting past customers to join your referral program, or just by kind of waiting uh, for those new orders to come in and then uh, enroll those customers into into your program. So. Uh, you need to have some activity and and i always say it's also probably not the the best choice for companies that are starting up or companies that don't have a lot of volume um, because you're not going to be able to see results in the short term um so obviously if you're starting up and you, you need to acquire those first customers then obviously channels like ppc um or you know any other kind of like paid promotion uh it's definitely going to have a much uh, faster result uh, in terms of acquiring those new customers, uh, but it's something that you can definitely combine. I mean, you're you're always going to need to acquire new customers. Referral programs can definitely help with that, um, but you're always going to have to uh, tap into new audiences uh, that are. It's obviously not those. that are just your your customers' friends, um, so it's not really either or. Um, but but it's definitely uh, it depends on kind of like the stage of where your company is. Um, you're probably going to want to look into uh, into a referral program because you're going to. Uh, not only acquire new customers by tapping on your current customers' audiences, but at the same time, you're going to be able to retain those customers that you already have. Because if you're if you're offering your customers uh, a discount, let's say, on, on a future purchase every time they refer a friend, now they're going to ins- be incentivized not only to refer, but also to come back to your store. They might not even think about going to your competition because they already have an incentive, an additional incentive to go back and buy from you again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can completely agree. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's not just the new customer acquisition it's the retention and that building that lifetime value from people as well. And obviously, if, if someone's willing to refer, they're also probably willing to review. And so that's another added value you get from people. I mean, I, I don't know if you tie that tie that in at all to re- reviews, uh, to referrals. I suppose it's more of a loyalty scheme thing. But, you know, you, people who refer are for the most part, very happy, loyal customers. Um, yeah, and then yeah, you just get the you, you just get a few of stuck their link on a forum or something, and uh, trying to get the most of it. Yeah, um, exactly. What what's uh, what makes a good program? Um, that's a what <laughs> that's what's, what's, that, the, what's that, the
1: key? Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> um, I would say that um, a good program uh has a combination of a few things. The first one, it's a set of rewards that matches your uh, well obviously matches your own uh kind of financial mar- margins. So obviously you're able to offer a discount that um yeah you know, that's not going to break the break the bank. Um but 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 also those sets of, of rewards are adapted to your customers uh purchasing behavior. So Uh, It really depends if you're offering a product that your customers are going to buy on a regular basis, uh, even more if you're selling a subscription service, um, or if you're selling a product that your customers are not going to buy that often. So the example that I always give, if you're selling, uh, let's say, a mattress, uh, which we actually have several customers that sell sell mattresses online. um, If you're selling those kinds of products that your customers are not going to buy, you know, not not every month, not every year, probably. Uh, you're probably going to go with a set of rewards that it's different than a store that's selling, uh, let's say, uh, food on a subscription ba- basis. So if you're selling something that your customers are going to buy from you on a regular basis, you might want to give them um, a discount um for every friend that they refer so they can apply that discount uh to to their next purchase on the other hand you can offer them uh, either uh, a gift or cash for every friend that they refer so they're incentivized so so those rewards make sense for them as, as customers not only as uh, as advocates um so that's one and obviously the the other uh kind of like success point um on how to get to that success point uh, on a referral program is it's promotion. So uh, it's really important that you uh, keep reminding your customers about uh, referring their their friends and sharing their referral links. Um, at the end of the day, uh, if you run uh, an, an NPS, so a Net Promoter Score survey on your customers, and you ask them if they're happy with your product, if, you, if they're happy with um, their overall kind of brand experience, um, and then also ask them if they'll be willing to refer, uh, even if you get you know ten out of ten or ninety percent of your customers saying yes, they'll be willing to refer, only a fraction of those are going to end up referring, and and that's not happening just because they I mean, that's not because they don't they don't like your brand obviously it's just because there's you know so many things that are happening in our in our daily lives that we just you know forget about it so it's all a matter of uh reminding your customers uh, whether it is by sending them uh, an email every couple of weeks reminding about their their referral program uh, sharing on social media um, using any other any other kind of uh venue that you have to get in touch with customers to remind them about about the program sometimes a lot of our customers also have uh, kind of have a call to action on the website. So when a customer comes back to the store, uh, they can also see the referral program and and remember that. Um, so those two pieces having uh, a set of rewards that make sense for your customers and also having um, kind of like a, a good promotion cadence uh, in which your customers are being reminded about the program, I would say are probably the most important pieces um, that 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 craft uh, a successful referral program?
0: Yeah, I think um, definitely on the promotion side, I was thinking about it as you were talking. And, you know, I I feel that if, if every single brand that I'd ever bought from emailed me today about their referral program, there would be probably one or two that I would immediately just action and try and refer people. And the rest of it is just because I, uh, you know, it feels like I'm selling for the business a bit, mm-hmm. right? If I if I take that link and start sending it to people and saying, "Oh, by the way, check out check out this uh, this this product you've never heard of or asked about," it just feels a bit weird. However, if you if you get it into the emails correctly and you get it into that communication, and it just keeps it top of mind for me so that I'm aware, then when that conversation happens and someone says, "Oh, I'm looking for uh, this product," if you've got any recommendations. I can say, oh, yeah, I've I bought this before. It was really good. And also you can get 10% off because yep. I've got a referral. That's that's something that I feel like a lot of brands miss. And they just try and heavily promote the referral program and just say, share your link, like invite your friends, just do it. And, it, yep. you know, it, I don't feel like it works that way.
1: Yep. and and we've seen uh we've seen referral programs um with a really creative set of rewards that work really well um and th- those that work well uh, are typically putting uh, more emphasis on the reward for the friend rather than the reward for the the, the the customer that's making the recommendation we've seen customers offering yeah. uh 50 discounts uh, even sometimes free products or almost free products to those friends that are getting that are getting uh, uh referred uh for the first time rather than what the the actual customer is getting for making that recommendation and it's exactly because of what you just mentioned um if you, if you get an email from a brand that you've purchased from before um it, it it it's gonna have to it, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be something that either you know your your friends are going to love immediately or your your friends um actually need right now and then you're gonna make that recommendation. But the other option is that you have such a good offer for your friends that you might as well just share it. Uh, and we that's something that we've seen um, that works really well. Uh, that brands is gonna take advantage of the fact that they're offering offering such a an irresistible offer. Uh, to the friend that sometimes their customers are just you know compelled to just go out and share it just because they know that they're doing something nice to their friends and family. The same way that somebody would not refer some or would not recommend something to their friends and family um, if they know that it's not going to be useful for them. At the same time, if you have such a such a good offer uh, for a friend, why not just? Share it, you know, in, on a group chat or on your Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook wall, or whatever it is, um, just so people can benefit from it. So that that's the other side of it. It's it's the reciprocity uh, what tends to work too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. If you love if you love the product, you want to talk about it, right? And you want to you're happy to tell people about it. And yes, it almost feels like I guess like you're doing them a bit of a favor. If're you saying, "Look, I love this product. I think you should check it out. By the way, you're going to get fifteen percent off, ten percent off like it just it just feels like you're doing something nice for them, yeah, uh, even yeah. if you're not getting the reward back in,
1: uh, back yourself yeah, exactly i um, mean it's it's all about that. I mean it's once again we're we're talking about very close relationships between family and friends, uh, so that's what counts it's, a, it's 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 how big of a favor are we doing to people that we already love so
0: yeah, exactly. Um, what about mistakes? What, what sort of mistakes do you see, um, either big or just maybe just common mistakes that are holding back referral programs?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is gonna uh, kind of tie back a little bit with what, what we what we mentioned earlier about um, just having a good um, either. Brand connection with your with your customers, or having a good uh, purchasing experience um, on your side, and obviously having a good product. So, uh, having the opposite, and then running a referral program, it's probably the most common mistake that that we see. Um, brands are either too early for a referral program. Um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you need to have some sort of volume already happening on on your store to be able to. Uh, you know, see results um, in the kind of, you know, kind of short, medium, medium term. Um, and when I talk about volume, uh, we we see that kind of the bare minimum for a referral program to start providing results is to have at least 100 orders per month uh, if you're running an e-commerce store. Um, so anything under that, it's probably too early for a program. Um, again, too early to see results. Uh, in my opinion, um, you know, it's... Uh, it, it's a good way to start retaining those customers, those first customers are, that you're acquiring. But you 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 have to realize that you're not going to be able to see uh, results or meaningful results right away. Um, so so yeah, starting too early is definitely one of the most common mistakes. But also, uh, again, not having uh, a company comp- or having your company ready for a referral program in the sense that you know, if you're if, if you're not make if you're not having already uh, loyal customers that are buying from you if you're not being able to kind of identify um you know some uh, some some of, some of these kind of early signs um of the of, of the, that means that your company is ready for a referral program uh, in the sense of you know getting good reviews or maybe having you know too high of kind of like uh, uh, support tickets um all that kind of stuff that can give you a sense of Something's not ready yet. Uh, it probably means that it's, it it might not be the right time to launch a referral program and see and actually see results. So yeah, those those are probably the, the the two most common ones that we that we see.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's just making sure you're aware that this isn't just like any other marketing channel. Like you're not just switching on some adverts, running some campaigns. You're you're relying on your existing customers, and if they're not having a great experience. That referral programs not going to do anything because the people you rely
1: on to run it are just not going to engage with it. Yeah, and and also because um, because those are kind of like major problems in my opinion um, that can actually prevent you from from having a, a successful referral program. Um, then we can talk about not having the right set of rewards uh, or maybe not not promoting enough. But honestly, you know those are those are easy to fix. Um, if your reward system is not working well, you can always change it anytime. Um, and you know, if, if offering discounts is not working, you can always increase the rewards or you can switch to uh, to gifts or you can switch to cash rewards or whatever it is. Um, if their promotion, it's not working, you can always increase it or you can try new channels. Um, but again, those are things that are easy to fix. Um, but yeah, if, if you have kind of like Bigger problems in terms of how your customers are actually interacting with your with your brand and with your product, and those not only for your referral program, those you know must be fixed before um, you know you can consider pretty much anything else.
0: Yeah, hundred percent agree. Um, I it just might be a bit of a random question, but um, well, actually, have you seen any out of the box? Not out of the box. That's not what I mean. Thinking outside the box, <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of solutions. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Uh, do you see any people coming up with like really creative, uh, really interesting ways of using referral programs that aren't just, you know, you've had a great experience? Would you like to refer a friend? You're going to get this, they're going to get that.
1: Yeah. So, probably one of my favorite ones. Um, it's actually a client that has been around for. For a while, um, it's called Thread Beast, and uh, they are subscription—sorry, subscri- oh, subscription box <laughs> um, for uh, it's basically clothing products. So you you get you might get um, a box with uh, t-shirts and jeans and hats and sometimes shoes or belts. Um, that kind of like you know, are kind of craft your 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 own style, um, and so what they do um, is that they um, they. For the referral program, you can refer a friend, and your friend it's gonna get it's not gonna get a discount, but it's going to get fifty dollars worth of extra products on their box. So they're going to get a lot more products that they would get on you know pretty much any other promotion that they have. But the the advocate, the person that made the recommendation, is going to get an extra box. So it, it, they're not really offering discounts; uh, they're offering more products, more stuff. So you know, kind of uh, what we've heard from from some of the customers is that kind of feels like Christmas sometimes when they refer a friend because they they get a lot more products than than they would have gone um, with you know pretty much any other promotion. So that was that was something that's you know in my opinion yeah. was really creative that uh, they didn't go the the discount route instead they they went with giving more um and then we've obviously I've seen uh, customers that I mentioned earlier customers offering ninety uh, percent discounts or seventy five percent discounts to the friend um, and then you know some sort of small smaller reward uh, to to the customer uh, just to just to make it really attractive for the advocate to refer to the point that it's a no brainer to tell your friends about it um, and then we've also uh, seen customers use kind of a little bit of gamification in the sense that um If they're offering products, so we actually have this this one customer um, that sells uh, it's it's kind of like sleeping toys for for toddlers, Um, and uh, what they offer is for their for their referral program is that you can they they actually have a very small kind of catalog of products, Um, so that the point is to have their customers collect all of them by referring friends. So every time that you refer, I think it's five friends, you get uh, one of the. One of the toys uh, that you may not have at the moment, and so you know, by referring friends, you can end up collecting all five of them. So, um, so yeah, those are those are okay. three programs that I particularly love because they're they're really creative and they co- they they kind of go out of the just the traditional you know give five get get five or you know or give ten get ten.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe offering exclusive products would be quite good as well. Like you yep. can only get this product if you refer a friend. Um, a really interesting one I read about uh, quite a while ago now. Actually, um, Harry's razors. So it wasn't—it's not it's really a traditional, like not a normal referral program because it was pre-launch. But it was, you know, email capture, right? They wanted to get as many emails, pre-launch emails, as they could. And um, Tim Ferriss did an article about it. They, they acquired over a hundred thousand reviews, hmm. but they they scaled the rewards. So I'm just trying to. Um, yeah, I've got it here. So you would get something like you know after if you if you sign up five friends, you get some free shaving cream. If you get ten friends, uh, you get the, the blade for the uh, sorry the handle for the razor. Um, and then at like twenty five friends, you get like a shaving kit. And then at fifty friends, you get a, a year's worth of free blades. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to you know they're, they're they're giving you more and more the more people you refer. And it's a really interesting article, actually, that um, I might put it in the show notes, actually. It's got, uh, it breaks down all their numbers as well. So it actually gives you real insight into what happens if you run a program like this and you try and incentivize a higher number of referrals. And only a handful of people got to the one year. right? But so many people did at least like five or ten. I think think he mentions what the average is in there. yeah, so they reckon that the the fact that it scaled up and there were these more rewards really, really contributed towards uh the, the growth of the um of the list. But yeah. I wonder yeah. if you could um you, you could build that in. It's it so I suppose it's a little different in a normal referral program because you'd want this to be a timed thing, probably, not a lifetime thing. Because o- over your lifetime, you might be able to refer 20, 30, 50 people. Um but maybe if you did it every, every year, you could just do it yearly. You know, re- yeah. refer five friends every year and you get this. Or you're, I mean, actually, it depends on the product, doesn't it? You know, if it, like, like your example earlier with the mattresses, right? Referring five people in a year is probably going to be pretty tough. Right. A big ask. But they could incentivize the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Whereas if you're, you know, like a relatively cheap fashion site, that person might actually be able to quite easily
1: refer like 10 20 people yeah and and i think it also depends depends on the product it also depends on kind of what the the success point is um i think you mentioned for for the the harris uh, example uh, yeah they were looking for for emails uh, kind of like a way to to grow the the email email base if i if i remember correctly i, th- I think what that's what you just mentioned yeah um for uh, i can think of other examples uh, so paypal uh, was actually Given literally giving money away every time that you refer a friend. Uh, I actually forget exactly what the, what the success event was there. I don't know if it was to... Uh, I think it was to get your friends to open a PayPal account, actually. Um, and, and you would get was it, some sort of...
0: Account was, it op- was it open an, account, open an account and deposit? It, it might have been, yeah. It, I think it, there was some sort of it, monetary transaction I think, uh, involved, yeah. Yeah, I think if you added like $10 to your wallet... Then you, the person who referred you got ten dollars. Yep, exactly.
1: Exactly. It, yeah. It, I mean, it, it might just have been it might just have been a straight up refer a friend get them signed up. Yeah. Yeah. I think they wanted to. I mean, there, there's always um, and that's actually something that we uh, we obviously take uh, pretty seriously. It's uh, you know preventing fraud um, in in this case. So I think that that uh, PayPal was probably also trying to protect themselves by by adding some sort of um, uh, additional action uh, besides just creating an account maybe you also like you said you have probably had to deposit some some money um, just to make sure that they weren't you know just giving money uh, away to people that were creating fake accounts um, but also yeah and then I can also think of the example of, um, of Dropbox that's another kind of classic example of referral programs um, and uh, what they were doing there uh, was also really smart because they were given uh, free storage to um to anybody that, that refer a friend so if you refer a friend i think you will earn like like one gigabyte of extra storage on your on your account or five uh, i can't remember exactly what the number was but um but yeah, because those those and obviously those programs can can go viral pretty quickly because um, I mean once again you know when you're when you're dealing with almost free money or almost free storage these days <laughs> that's that's something that gets really really attractive um, and, and like you said probably for a company that's selling mattresses or selling a product that's you know a lot a lot more a lot pricier um, or or has kind of like a different uh, purchasing behavior it might not work that well but I mean I think there's always room to kind of get creative on how you are uh, showing the referral program to your customer base. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I've just opened up uh, Dropbox. So when you Google Dropbox referral, um, the first results are Dropbox referral hack strategy, hack Reddit, (laughs) Reddit. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So yeah, I I mean, I I know that I I did it as well. Um, I, uh, what did we do? I think we just paid someone on Fiverr. And they went and invited a load of friends. So we, we maxed out our, our referral limit. Oh, right. Um, because they're all, they're, their conditions are simply that person has to create an account and verify their email. Right. That's it.
1: Right. Which so, is probably what, what they wouldn't have done. So like if they were... I mean, probably because um, they were... Actually, I don't, I don't know if the referral program is still running uh, for Dropbox. It, it might be. I honestly don't know. Um, but... But yeah, I'm sure if they were offering a different type of reward, maybe if they were given cash uh, or some sort of other incentive that involved anything that just kind of free storage, I'm sure that they would have uh, maybe added some sort of like secondary action that you have to perform to verify your account and verify that you're a real person uh, rather than just uh, verifying the email just for their own kind of like fraud management purposes.
0: Also, also giving people the space doesn't cost them anything. It's right, only when exactly. people use the space, right? Yep. So I imagine they know that a huge amount of people barely, barely use any space. And it, and it is the business people who are also more likely to hit the limit that makes yep. them want to pay. Actually, just think about to PayPal, actually. I think um, when you got your reward, it was actually uh, credit in your wallet. Yep. So they use that as a way to incentivize you to actually use PayPal
1: and start spending that money rather than just withdrawing it. Yep. Exactly, and that has a that has an even deeper repercussion because for them, um, probably back then it probably helped them to uh, get more stores and more websites to adopt PayPal as a as a payment source because they said, look, we have literally thousands of people that now have credits in their account that they're willing to 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 start spending. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think PayPal also kind of yeah. uh, shut down the program um, after a while, but it was. Highly successful for them as a customer acquisition tool at the beginning.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean the the partnership with uh, eBay didn't exactly hurt things, did it? Yeah, as I'm aware, that's pretty much how PayPal came about. But yeah, so th- I mean those two combined. Yeah, having a having a, a place that's got like millions of transactions going on peer to peer, and offering getting kind of the exclusive rights to a a secure payment channel for those people. I mean, it's a it's like a dream come true for a, for a business, really. Right. Cool. Is are there any? Do you see any trends coming up with with referrals? Do you think there's any? I don't know any any new tech that that'll be in use or or ways that consumers are going to in, interact
1: with them? Um, anything that's just going to change over the next kind of, year or two? Um, we're seeing a couple of trends developing. Um, nothing. Absolutely new right now. More kind of like uh, trends that have been developing over the past few years, and and now we're we're kind of seeing becoming uh, the the industry standard pretty much. Um, so one of them is uh, influencer marketing. So that's something that touches uh, referral marketing a lot because at the end of the day, uh, we're we're not necessarily dealing with um, with people referring their friends and family, but we're seeing a lot of brands working with. Kind of smaller influencers um, and that the relationship that those smaller influencers have with their audience it's almost uh, the, the type of relationship that a friend will have uh, with somebody that's kind of in their network and 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 the reason why I'm saying this is because um, a lot of influencers um, are Are building their network because they are good at something, and they are building trust and credibility. And so, when they refer a product or when they recommend uh, a product or a service on any of their channels, uh, their their customers obviously sorry, not their customers, their their audience, their followers they they can see that there is a paid promotion there. Um, Obviously, you know we're all you know pretty good at identifying that. Uh, But we also think that if that person is recommending the product, even if they're if they're getting paid, um, if they're recommending the product, it's because they actually believe in it. Because they wouldn't hurt their own reputation um, when they have thousands of brands that they can choose from. So that's that's something that we've seen developing um, and, and a lot of brands are now using... Um, a, in this case, Referral Candy, they're using it to run referral programs, but at the same time, they're using it to run uh, uh, influencer programs. So they they actually have two programs running on Parallel, one of them uh, in which customers are automatically uh, invited to join the program. They automatically get uh, a referral link that they can share with their friends. But at the same time, they have another program that's, that's private, uh, that only certain people can join, uh, either by invitation or by having... the the sign up page um, and kind of like a like a hidden uh, site on their on on their website um, with a different set of rewards. So obviously you might be offering your customers a discount uh, whenever they refer a friend, but to influencers you might be offering them cash. Um, So they have these two accounts kind of running in parallel um, because again they're dealing with uh, two different types of of advocates or referrers. And another trend that we've we're we're also seeing um, uh, taking shape, especially uh, over the past couple of years. Um, it's it's community marketing. So uh, I I personally love talking about this um, this um, uh, referral marketing trend uh, because it not only touches referral marketing, it it, it actually um, it's actually pretty re- pretty related to what we uh, were mentioning earlier about having um, a deeper connection between. Uh, the brand and your customers—a kind of like a personal connection—at some point, uh, in which your customers are just happy to hear from you uh, because you are providing them value um, other than the product that they're buying from you. So, um, just being able to identify what unifies your brand and your brand mission uh, and your company mission with your customers and and their own beliefs and 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 their own, uh, you know. Uh, Kind of like lifestyle in, in a way uh, that allows you to create a deeper connection with them and, and kind of basically tell them, hey, we, we believe in the same thing. Um, and you can even go a step deeper uh, and not only create content to promote your company mission and to let your customers know why you're in business, uh, but you can also create an actual community um, to to put these people together uh, under the same roof and and let them share um, stuff that that they all kind of agree on. So we're seeing actually uh, a lot of these examples in in SaaS. So there's a lot of uh, Slack communities out there. Um, and then in, in the e-commerce world, we're seeing a lot of Facebook groups um, in which... Uh, brands are inviting their customers to join um, and, and talk about things that they share. Also on Telegram, there's lots of Telegram uh, groups in which people are are being invited by a brand and then they can connect with people uh, that you know, they're obviously like-minded. So if, if a brand is selling, um, you know, basketball shoes or basketball gear, uh, creating a community in which their customers can uh, talk about talk about NBA or talking about um, you know what's the latest trade that's that's happening in 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 the basketball world, um, that's going to at the end of the day, little by little, it's going to create a deeper connection, personal connection between your customers and the brand, uh, because they're going to identify you with something that goes beyond the products that you're selling. Um, and so if, if the brand's smart and uses it uh, as a way to, again, to connect with customers necessarily to sell them directly, um, it's, it's a, again, it's a really smart way f- to also convert those customers into advocates. So uh, again, just to kind of summarize, uh, influencer marketing um, and, and community marketing, uh, two trends that a lot of brands are starting to pay attention to. Um, and not only as a nice to have but in some ways kind of as a survival tool
0: yeah absolutely so i mean again it comes down to these channels and experiences that build that relationship with the customer more and then the referral side of it just kind of adds that almost monetization the actual like action for people to take um so i really like that have you have you seen uh, or or do you guys offer um like tiered referrals uh
1: so yeah so so like kind of like the example that you were mentioning earlier right the the harry's like depending on how many friends you refer you can
0: yeah i mean i suppose it's similar but i'm more thinking like you know if i i guess like um i suppose it linked to a loyalty program so you know when you've made your first purchase you've created an account you might be tier one and then after you've, after you've collected another 3,000 points or something, you go to tier two. So, you know, maybe every friend you refer, or, or it could be linked to purchases as well. You know, after you make five purchases, your referral bonus mm-hmm. goes up. Or maybe after you refer five friends, your referral bonus goes up. Um, I, I feel like the, the purchase-related one would probably be better because that's going to be easier for that customer to achieve
1: yeah so uh, so we actually don't offer that uh, at the moment. those are more um, kind of like like apps that offer points uh based on different actions so i mean there's there's uh, um, apps out there that helps um, e-commerce brands to um, offer their customers points whenever they, like You mentioned, whenever they make a purchase or they, um, subscribe to a newsletter or share on social media or refer a friend. Um, we, we, actually have the, the option to kind of go down that route and, and, and kind of, uh, compete in this kind of like points slash loyalty, um, type of, um, type of software. Uh, but we decided to stay niche, um, just because we, we don't want to divert our, uh, our merchants, customers' attention from referring friends. So we, we have the feeling that um, if 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 you're offering points or if you're offering rewards for actions that are not providing value right away, in the sense that uh, if you're offering points for subscribing to a newsletter or or sharing on social media or leaving a review, um, that's not creating uh, kind of monetary value right away. And we rather focus the attention on. Actions for which you can see ROI right away, which is you know referring a friend and that friend make making a purchase. Um, that's actually the number one thing that we use to measure the performance of a referral program. It's how much money is making and how much money it's also making compared to the industry average and the and the benchmark. Um, and then after that, we we. Show our customers the you know their, their their open rates and how much traffic they're they're getting from the referral program and, and how many people are opening the emails and you know all that. But the number one thing that we show them whenever they open the dashboard is how much money is your referral program uh, making. So um, so yeah, the, it's a different approach um, and and it's more kind of geared towards uh, customer loyalty, um, which. Again, it's 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 another marketing approach that absolutely works as well. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's all about where you want your customers' attention to to go to, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, fair enough. It makes sense. Um, Cause just before we end, then um, do you have any pet peeves when it comes to marketing?
1: Um, uh, that's a good question. Um, f- f- I'm not sure. I'll have, to <laughs> I'll have to think about it. What what would be an example of uh, of that? It's, it's, it's something, okay. It's something really small, (laughs) but I guess it kind of, um, kind of triggers me, um, a little bit. Um, mostly because sometimes I kind of see it coming, um, which is when, uh, it's okay. It's when, when you are getting or when a brand's communicating with you in a way that is supposed to be, um, personal. But you can tell it's not personal at all. And uh, one example that I particularly see on yep. SaaS, um, it's when you get uh, when you sign up for a tool that you're just trying out, or you sign up for the trial or whatever. And I can already see that uh, message from the CEO <laughs> email <laughs> arriving to my inbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one that every yes. Does. Yes. Exactly. So it, you know that's again, I, you know, it, it's not that I have a, a personal hate or you know, it's not something that, <laughs> that uh, but it, it does trigger me a little bit in the sense that I can kind of see it coming. Um, and in a lot of those cases, and I, to be honest, I've seen examples of companies doing it well, um, and and they're useful and and, and they provide information. Uh, but in a lot of those cases, I feel like companies are doing it just because that's what they're seeing other brands do and other companies do. And so they kind of feel like they need to have that in their, yeah. in their uh, email flows. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely something that can, that triggers me a little bit. I don't know if that can count as a pet peeve, but, <laughs> but, but yeah. No, that's fine. It's something
0: similar to something I hate, which is cold emails, which are clearly automated. And they've they've picked out a couple of details about the business to try and kind of slip in there to make it seem yep. personalised, but you can tell it's not. You can tell there's just they, they always get something wrong. Yep. There's a small detail that they get wrong. You know the amount of people who, have, well, all right, maybe this is a bit unfair actually because I think um, I think Monkey Blocks has actually been on on the top of my LinkedIn for quite a while, but the number of people who contact me about Monkey Blocks when. I don't promote that website anymore. I don't promote that business name anymore. It's all customers who click. Right. But I still get, yeah, just, just all the time. Oh, I, I see you work. Oh, it, it's people who say, I, I see you work at Monkeybox. Yep. It's like, well, yeah, I do. Right. I own it. <laughs> so, it's, it, it's that sort of thing where, yeah, you you can tell that's automated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's as, as somebody uh, that comes from a sales background and has done a lot of cold email, um, I can tell you, I mean, that's something that I, uh, I mean, I rather just kind of go straight to the point. Uh, and I'm talking as a salesperson, I rather go straight to the point um, and not necessarily give my, myself the chance of getting something wrong in the personal introduction and that, that kind of like first impression that you're going to generate. Um, so I, that, that's, that has always been my approach is just to go, um, and just explain right away why you're reaching out and just, you know, seeing if kind of like open, opening the conversation so the other person can decide whether they're interested or not. But, but yeah, I, I, I do agree on, on that. And also, uh, I mean, I, there's, there's, just a lot of people out there doing cold email wrong in my opinion uh, it's it's very in my opinion it's very yeah. easy to do um, and and whenever I see uh, somebody reaching out and saying uh, hey team or uh, for example my email address is um, it's my name and the first letter of my last name so it's Raul G uh, and people email me and say, hey Raul G it doesn't make any sense you know if you've had looked at my my LinkedIn or, you know, or our company page, even you could have seen that my actual name is just Raul. So, you know, little things like that, uh, that are very easy to fix. Um, but there's a lot of people just you know, not doing it right in my opinion. So.
0: Yeah. Well, we're seeing more and more, um, like emojis and things pop up in LinkedIn names because oh, yeah. it, it's a clear indicator whether someone's automating messages to you yep. because the emoji will pop up in there as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's a good call. Actually. That's a good call yeah and uh, I don't know, there's probably just not I'm sure someone will work out a way to like identify it and remove it from the message but uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens Cool, um yeah, this is really great stuff if um if people want to find out more or i mean have you got any any articles or like ebooks or anything that that you suggest people check in on, or what's the best way of getting in touch with you if people want to find out more?
1: yeah, so I mean I'm always. Uh, really proud of our our blog. <laughs> so uh, it's it's uh, pretty much the 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 main resource that we can offer um, companies is the you know so check out our blog. We have a lot of content about not only referral marketing but just um, e commerce in general and and, and e commerce marketing and and also how to get started. Uh, so I always uh, recommend that as a as a great way to find kind of like the any resource for um, anything. Related to e-commerce marketing that you might be looking for, um, but also we um, were we're offering uh, fifty dollars off to you know anybody that that's listening to uh, to this podcast if they would like to try out Referral Candy, um, we have a landing page that's called try.referralcandy.com/podcasts, uh, and uh, yeah, they can just uh, check it out and if they want to get in touch with me directly. If they have any questions uh, about anything that we discussed, uh, my email is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> Raul G, so R-A-U-L-G at referralcandy.com. And I'm always happy to take any questions there.
0: Awesome. It's great stuff. Cheers, Rob. Thank you so much. For me, the key thing is to remember that you can't just stick a referral program on sites and expect it to generate your customers. Firstly, of course, you need a fairly established business. You've got to have hundreds, if not thousands of customers already purchasing from you who can then start to refer their friends. Secondly, and most importantly, I think your customer experience has to be spot on. If your product is rubbish, no one's going to recommend it. If your website's difficult to use, no one's going to be recommending you. If your customer service team isn't helpful, no one's going to recommend you. I think you get the point, right? You know, this is such a powerful channel, but it's driven by customers. They've got to be happy that they won't look bad or be embarrassed if they refer to you. If you nail those points, you've done most of the work already. You've then just got to implement a programme with some decent uh, incentives. If you'd like to learn more about referral programmes, head over to referralcandy.com or reach out to Raul on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback, or guest requests, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or tweet me at willlawrenson. Next up, I've got Dan McGaw joining me, and we're going to be talking about first-party data, a bit of GDPR and preconditioning, so you can capture more, better data. But until then, keep those customers clicking.